Associations of the Blind Boys of Alabama will provide the evening's entertainment at the 10th Annual Everwidening Circle, a fundraising gala celebrating art and disability on Friday, November 7th at the Oakland Marriott in downtown Oakland. This one-night-only performance is a benefit for the World Institute on Disability, celebrating 25 years of work for the disability rights movement. Tickets are $75 and can be purchased online at brownpapertickets.com. For details, call 510-251-4361 or go to wid.org. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for a cover-to-cover open book. Good afternoon and welcome to Open Book, Friday's edition of Cover to Cover. I'm Amelia Gonzalez. During this time of the year, for so many Mexicanos and Centroamericanos, altars with food, skulls made of sugar, pictures of the deceased, and candles come alive in our homes. Then on the Day of the Dead, El Día de los Muertos, people in Mexico pay tribute every year by spending the day in the cemetery where their loved ones are buried. They decorate the graves with cempasuchil, also known as flores de muerto, or marigold flowers, toys for the children, bottles of beer or mezcal for the adults, favorite foods of their dead loved ones, and musicians roam the cemetery playing favorite songs of their dead family members. It's that time of the year where the living and their muertos commune again. This ritual has been practiced for over 3,000 years until the Spaniards decided to impose their Christian beliefs and try to eradicate it. But like the old indigenous spirits, the ritual refused to die the Spanish way and continues to live. In recent decades, we have seen more and more celebrations throughout the United States where we celebrate as the indigenous culturas of Mexico have seen death, as the continuation of life. One of the celebrations that has been taking place for the last 15 years has been the Dia de los Muertos community celebration at the Oakland Museum. The celebration is taking place tomorrow, Saturday, October 25th, starting at noon until 5 p.m. It's in conjunction with an exhibit titled Evolution of a Sacred Space. And to talk more about the history and of the activity surrounding this event are Luz Alvarez Martinez and Joaquin Newman. Both are co-chairs of the Oakland Museum's Days of the Dead Community Celebration Committee and Evelyn Orantes, who is the director of the Days of the Dead Project. Welcome to KPFA and Open Book. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. There are so many celebrations throughout the Bay Area. I wanted to start with asking you, why did the Oakland Museum see this as an important holiday to honor some 15 years ago? 
from the history that I know, um, basically it became a way to engage the Latino community in Oakland. And at the time, there were several things going on in San Francisco, but not a lot happening in the East Bay. And some of the visionaries and founders of our community celebration, including Roberto Vargas, and several other members decided, uh, Margie Santos, I'm going to give her props, um, decided that this could be a great way to engage the Latino community and have, you know, a celebration in the East Bay. And 15 years later, we're still kicking and, and going strong and really have found our own niche in the many activities that take place during, during this time in the barrier. Now, have any of you in your different capacities working with the Oakland Museum has seen that work evolve? You know, sometimes those, for lack of a better word, quote-unquote ethnic celebrations are, you know, seen as a side note and not really being part of the integral work that is done generally. Have you have you noticed that evolve? Yes, it has evolved, and that is exactly what it has become because the museum and the Latino community saw how important this was to Oakland, to, you know, the greater Bay Area and everyone that comes because this celebration, we really try to keep the spirituality of it uh, and and not make it commercial. And we work really hard on that. And we've had lots of discussions. You know, some get very exciting, <laughs> those discussions. But we really work hard to keep the spirit about it. And one involvement that we've seen recently is that we have focused very much on the Mexican traditions because that's how it started. But now we're expanding it to Mesoamerica to make sure that we include the customs of Days of the Dead from those other countries. And I would say um, in evolution uh-huh. of sacred space, um, you see the evolution of not only its indigenous roots to its Catholic influence and then later popular culture in Mexico, but then you'll also see very contemporary expressions of what the tradition is not only in the Bay Area or in maybe in Mexico City, for example, but also just in particular what it is in Oakland. And one of the key, one of the, for example, the uh, installations in the exhibit that's done by Yolanda Garfias Wu, one of the first people ever in the Bay Area through Galeria La Raza to start Days of the Dead and kind of fuses her her Mexican roots with her husband's um, Chinese roots and shows the parallels between Chinese culture and Mexican culture and really showing that fusion that really happens in California in this land of immigrants and in this, you know, Oakland being the most diverse city in all of the United States. Of course, you're going to kind of rub elbows with all kinds of traditions. So to see that evolution and in the way it's manifested in the more contemporary expressions is another example of how this tradition has evolved. That's the voice of Evelyn Orantes, and she is the project director of Days of the Dead. She's here with Luz Alvarez-Martinez and Joaquin Newman, both are co-chairs of the Oakland Museum's Days of the Dead Community Celebration Committee. And we're talking about the celebration that's taking place in Oakland, as well as the exhibit. Evelyn, I did want to follow up on what you were talking about, Yolanda Garfias Wu's installation titled The Meeting of Two Souls. Mm -hmm. And you see that fusion, if you will, with also mm-hmm. sin 
who has the exhibit combining the Joss paper used in Asian cultures Uh and the pyramid shapes, so characteristic of Mesoamerica. And there's quite a few pieces that that it's, it's true. It's honoring other traditions as well that honor their ancestors. Joaquin, do you want to talk about that? Well, I really, that's one of the biggest things that was a draw for me uh, as an artist uh, to the committee itself. I was invited by Rafael Jesus Gonzalez onto the committee uh, in 2000, and it was a time when I, I was looking for answers to spiritual questions, artistic questions, and also my place in, you know, my, in my hometown, in my home area. And this community celebration was something that reflected the confluence of culture and also the home that is created by uh, bringing ancient rituals to a place that are, are, are very secular and sometimes very sterile. And it, cre- it transformed the place for me. And I see the transformation that happens for many, many people. And I think that the the, again, the, the confluence that happens when you see Asian cultures inter, intermixing um, into the traditions of traditional Mexicano uh, um, icons and, and traditions, it's something that really, uh, again, reflects the embracing of cultures and with, at the same time, uh, adhering to and honoring long-standing traditions. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the, the Dia de los Muertos itself is a holiday of confluence. It's cultures that have come together of indigenous cultures and colonial cultures, and it's something that we live with and something that we struggle with. And at the same time, you know, even on our committees, we struggle sometimes with the new and the old and what to do with innovation, which is a very important part of living traditions. Dia de los Muertos, strangely enough, is a living tradition, and it will change over time. But it is very specific. It is not something that comes from, you know, far, far away. It comes from here, and it comes from uh, the people who are here and the food that is from here, the corn, the, the the chocolate and everything that is that is uh, American, but not necessarily North American, but it is all of the Americas and and in California specifically, we really bring things together, and it's exemplified by the community celebration, by the exhibit, and as Luis mentioned earlier, the the community celebration uh, is one of the biggest things that we we do to try to uh, celebrate the very specific traditions that happen in our old times in the, into the new. Well, as I hear you speak, I'm reminded of as you walk in the entrance of the exhibit, you see the historical perspective of how tradition has changed throughout mm-hmm. the centuries with the pre-Columbian and then the post-conquest and then you have the popular representation because they, they, they change and there are different representations of each period. Can you talk about the representations sure. and well, how it's evolved? When you come to the exhibit exhibition what you'll see what you're referring to is these three small altares that do are kind of the visual expressions of these three different kind of evolutions of the tradition in the pre-hispanic times and i know joaquin and this can also speak to this um there were more of burial rites and the the altar the way we know it now is wasn't exactly how the pre pre Hispanic people used it. Um then after the the you know, the the coming of the Spaniards and the imposition of Catholicism, a lot of people believe that what happened is that the saints became the kind of the costumes for the old gods. And so at times when you're pl- you're praying to La Virgen de Guadalupe, you're really praying to Donantzin, the earth goddess. So there's this fusion that happened. And, and it's not to say that this is, to make a generalization that if you're Catholic, you're, you know, not praying to saints, you're praying to, um, the indigenous gods. But at the time when these two kind of worldviews were colliding, um, the way that indigenous people were able to have, 
um, their God still exists was to guise them under the, the new names and the new visual kind of representations that came with Catholicism. And once you get into the popular culture, you start seeing a little more, even a further evolution that it's not always religious. Now there's a little bit more political commentary. There's, you know, there's, there's different kind of expressions. Um, but for the most part, it's not till like recently that you see a lot of these altares outside of the home because for the most part, it's a very private tradition. It's not a big public space tradition, even though now, like, you can go to the Zocalo in Mexico City and see them as well as as we do at the museum where you have this big public setting for the altares. The actual tradition is a very intimate and uh, home-based tradition that's celebrated with families and friends of families and your local kind of village and even as you kind of migrate from the home to the um, cemetery, it's with your 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 people, you know, mm-hmm. your gente. Mm-hmm. It's not all these random people that maybe you'll see nowadays in Oaxaca where everybody goes because it's a tourist attraction. But um, it's definitely changed, yeah. Right, and you also have in the popular culture one the, I guess, the evolution of the whole skulls and the calacas that are representative of that period of Jose Guadalupe Posada who kind of popularized that. Luz, did you want to add to that? Yes, because I have gone to almost every one of the muertos celebrations at the museum. I may have missed one because I was traveling. But what it did for me, I had never celebrated the other los muertos except in people's homes so this mm-hmm. brought a very mm-hmm. like we're saying a very public way to do it but it brought so much more and i was so excited and so appreciative of what was going on that i would invite friends and family and just it is amazing because we are learning so much about those traditions and that's our uh, that's what we're endeavoring to do just to teach the community as much as we can, the traditional ways that this was done. And, um, you know, each one of us on the committee brings our own experience. Several of the folks are grew up in Mexico, so they bring that experience with them. But the museum has been very receptive to all of this, and it is the, the one... Well, the celebration, but the exhibit brings more people to the museum than any other exhibit. And really? Yes, and of course, uh, I don't think we're aware of any other museum that does it like this. It is a model, not only nationally, but globally, uh, the way it brings the community in and lets our committee form it and, you know, do what we feel is the most important to keep this a very spiritual tradition. I'd have to I'd have to agree that I, I mean there are not not many institutions that look to the public and are willing to work with a committee which I you know can be a challenge logistically and also politically but you know many different voices you know trying to have something uh, traditional yet innovative and inclusive and not so specifically uh, ethnically um, uh, specific that it is it, it is exclusive so it's something that it, it has been a lot of work and you know in keeping. Um, Keeping different different people with different again with different experiences on our committee, from scholars to people who have had their own experiences um, in Mexico and also their own experiences as you know second and third generation Latinos in the United States. There are many different perspectives of the Muertos, and sometimes uh, it's 
it, it's expressed throughout through the community celebration, and that, that's the strength of it, and the fact that it's something that the that the museum has created a space where healing and bringing community together is paramount, as opposed to just a place to showcase ancient art or just art in general. So it's it's really uh, uh, the museum, the Oakland Museum of California, has been a uh, spearhead in this, and uh, and has continued to be continues to be a model nationwide, and as Lou said, globally. That's the voice of Joaquin Newman and Luz Alvarez Martinez is also here and they're both co-chairs of the Oakland Museum's Days of the Dead Community Celebration Committee and Evelyn Orantes is also here and she's the Days of the Dead Project Director and we're talking about the exhibit titled Evolution of a Sacred Space that is running through December 7th and we're also going to be talking about the community celebration that is taking place tomorrow starting at noon and going until 5 p.m. at the Gardens of the Oakland Museum, and that's located at 1000 Oak Street at 10th Street, and I'll give you more information in a little bit. I did want to talk about, and I think it's really appropriate to uh, title the the exhibit Evolution, because we have evolution, and then we also have co-opting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and that balance, especially when it comes to these uh, community celebrations is, is, is very tough. You know, we have everybody celebrates, for example, Cinco de Mayo, and no right. one really knows that it's not Mexican Independence Day. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. And I wanted to ask all three of you what your impression is of that, of holding that balance of allowing for something to evolve and be organic and remain organic and yet keep true to the, the sentiment. Well, I can speak to it and what we kind of um, do institutionally um, to try to keep that balance going. And for the most part, we're, um, this year's exhibit was actually curated by Fernando Hernandez. And he's someone who is of Mexican descent and brought the vision to the table. But uh, as a curator, he has to kind of uh, fill all these kind of things that we bring to the table. And some of it is that we ask that it's predominantly a Latino show. That we say about 75%. Of course, there's not strict rules on it, but the idea is that the people that this culture belongs to are the ones that are primarily expressing it, whether it's a traditional altar to a more contemporary expression. And that's not to say that, we're, like Joaquin said earlier, we, we won't embrace other ideas and, and ways of honoring the answers and ancestors within the exhibit, but it's more when it's appropriate. Um, the other thing I think is key is making sure that we have community-based um, advisory councils like we do with, you know, Dia los Muertos because it's them that guide the museum. And even, you know, if I wasn't Latina and I wasn't present, I know that, you know, um, it would be in safe hands because there's multiple bigger than me it's bigger than Joaquin it's bigger than Luz it's a it's a it's a community event and I think we would be held accountable from our community if we were doing kind of crazy stuff (laughs) that wasn't that wasn't part of the tradition and I think Mm -hmm. we do struggle with the kind of how do we keep the tradition you know something relevant for youth for example it's something that's always come up Mm -hmm. and that becomes more an issue especially with the community celebration because that's what we where we try to stay the most traditional as as much as we can within the parameters of the museum with the exhibit we have a little bit more room for expression because it's more of an artistic expression 
And so I think that's how we've been able to somehow balance the two. But um, I don't know how you two feel about it. Well, talking about youth, we always strive to include them. They always repre- are represented in making an altad, the, the, the direction of the youth. Different years, it's different ways. Last year and this year, we had a youth group. They last year did chalk art on the sidewalk, and they're going to do it again this year. And they're very present. They, uh, you know, we try to take direction from them and have also tried to bring uh, young folks onto our committee. We did have a young woman, a young teenage woman, mm-hmm. on the committee for a year and hope she'll be back. And some of the artists are also young, so we try to keep that balance. And I think another way that we really like to showcase some of the traditional components um, at the community celebration, and again to echo what Evelyn was mentioning earlier, is that um, the, the exhibit does have have a, a lot more freedom, even with its constraints by, by the institution, to continue to make an educational uh, exhibit about Dia de los Muertos. Uh, it does have the artistic freedom to and to be more exploratory and more contemporary in the expressions and the community celebration. You know, of course, it is not taking place in a cemetery. It is not taking place in Mexico. But it is taking place in California, and it is taking place in Oakland, in a place where there mm-hmm. are many, many Latinos of different origins in Central America and Mexico specifically. Um, but we do things, you know, in, in having uh, many of the, our hands-on activities and demonstrations of traditional folk art, uh, arts and crafts, like sugar skull demonstrations, um, and, you know, and uh, tortilla making, and sometimes tamale making, papel picado. So some of the very the ancient traditional uh, components of the Oceros Muertos. So in, in trying to showcase that. Um, and specifically also even some of the more indigenous components, as Luz mentioned earlier, uh, we, we, we have a directional ofrenda that we invite community groups in from uh, all over um, where the South is associated with and invited uh, to honor uh, children who have passed away and the North to honor elders who have passed away. We have the East that, have, that honors men who have passed away. And, of course, West to honor women who have passed away. And this is, these are the, the ways that we, as a community group and as a community, try to look to the past to remind us of how to basically behave in the future. And it's something that's a, a really key component of what we do. Well, let's talk about the community celebration because it is just every every year, it seems, you think that the garden isn't going to be able to hold any more people and somehow <laughs> it does. So I wanted uh, for you to describe some of the performances mm-hmm. that are going to be taking place and like Joaquin was mentioning, some of the exhibits. Well, it it's so amazing. If you haven't been there, you must go. You are missing out because the whole, the day starts at noon. And it starts with a circle, a unity circle, where we use the copal and the, and the caracol and, and just bless the group. And, and we, <clears throat> we try to ground everyone so that they understand that what, we're going, what we are starting is a spiritual uh, ofrenda. This is to our ancestors, all those that have died before us. And so there's a beautiful grounding and then we have a short procession from uh, the 10th Street uh, entrance, and we walk into the garden. And at that, at that place, there is an altar where all the different items that are essential for the altar are placed reverently and explained all along. And then there's always a Danza Azteca group. This year's Danza Lali, the group that I dance with. They will be offering danzas at, and um, 
again, bringing ceremony, bringing sacredness to the whole day. And that's what it's about. And bringing sacredness doesn't mean we're not going to have fun because we do have fun. Um, and this year, one of the musical groups is um, Squeezebox Sabroso, <laughs> one of my oh, favorite wow. groups. Uh-huh. So they play very uh, music that's muy bailable. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and there'll be a, a youth, a young mariachi group from San Jose. They have uh, come for this event before, and they're wonderful. And there's so many things happening. Joaquin, can you? add some more things that are going on yeah well i think I mean, even sometimes some of the details that i that i think are really exciting are just you know the decorations that we have are all you know primarily done by school groups around the bay area you know youth groups who get to have you know arts in their classes and cultural traditions uh, um brought forward but you know i, I mean I, I do love a lot of times i'm running i myself am running around and i don't get to see a lot of the performances and again but the performances are considered ofrendas they're considered offerings to our ancestors and not just a, a show for everybody to to enjoy which it is but there are many, many great parts, especially the food. It's one of the my favorite, my yes. favorite parts. I love the food. <laughs> we have, too. you know, we have uh, tamales from different uh, restaurants in the Bay Area. Um, we have a wonderful mercado oh, uh, where there mercado. are, uh, from, you know, many uh, stores and local artists bring their dieteros muertos traditional creations, their crafts, and and so it's it's a wonderful place for people to come to just spend their spend time with their whole families. One of the, the other great things are the hands-on activities. The kids love these. We have, I mean, one of the my favorite ones are the dancing calavera uh, sculptures, uh, 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 puppets that people make, and the trees of life and death. So again, you know, images and icons of traditional uh, aspects of Dia de los Muertos that are brought to life in kind of a new form. And it's we have local teachers who do, who do these programs, so the kids are always busy, and it's just a great time. And I would say what the the biggest niche I think we fill at the you know at the Oakland community celebration is that I think we try to see traditional and really educate people what the tradition is so that when you go to these other traditions that are maybe huge and you don't kind of get the real sense of where what the grounding is you can do that because you've already gotten grounded at our celebration and you can go to other places and feel like oh I know what the tradition is and I know that maybe that's not part of the tradition maybe that's more of a modern kind of you know interpretation of what it's supposed to be but I think we do have that niche um, where we, we have an intimate kind of experience where your family, friends, and everybody you know can enjoy something for free, great music, crafts, fun things to do, but also just, you know, and, you know, it's for everybody and um, get grounded in what the tradition is. And, of course, one special thing this year, it's our quinceanera year. So you will see a couple of quinceanera calavera girls walking <laughs> around. <laughs> and if you all want to come with your quinceanera dresses, please do. Make sure you paint your face like a calavera, though. <laughs> so, and we also I, wanted to invite people to bring, uh, we're going to have an altar in honor of local activists and artists. Mm-hmm. And so if you wanted to Come join our celebration and bring some photocopies of, of photographs of people that you want to remember as well. We encourage you to do that as well. There are other events taking place like the gallery talks. Can you talk about that? Right. So basically the gallery talks are just informal talks for people to get to meet uh, the artists that participate in the exhibition and ask them questions about their process. Friday, November 7th is the next one. And that's a really fun one because it's our first Friday. And it's also our teacher open house. So it's first Friday teacher feature slash um, 
kind of first Friday after five. And so we'll have a lot of stuff going on. There's usually a band playing. We have a lounge for teachers. So teachers, please come out and sign up for our programs. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just a really fun night and lots going on that night. Um, if at any point you want to learn more about any of these programs, please go to our website, www.museumca.org, and you can find all the listings there. But the, the, the gallery talks tend to be really intimate, fun kind of experiences where you get to meet the artists and talk about their process and inspiration. Evelyn Orantes, Luz Alvarez Martinez, and Joaquin Newman, thank you so much for talking to us here on Open Book. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to a conversation with Oakland Museum's Director of the Days of the Dead Project, Evelyn Orantes, along with the co-chairs of the Days of the Dead Community Celebration Committee, Luz Alvarez Martinez and Joaquin Newman. We've been talking about the exhibit titled Evolution of a Sacred Space, Dia de los Muertos 2008, and that's running through December 7th. We've also been talking about the community celebration that is taking place tomorrow starting at noon and going until 5 p.m. at the gardens of the Oakland Museum located at 1000 Oak Street at 10th Street. If you plan to take BART, which is highly recommended, it's a block away from the Lake Merritt BART station. For more information about both events, you can go to www.museumca.org. You've been listening to Open Book, Friday's edition of Cover to Cover. With Erica Bridgman at the controls, I've been your host, Amelia Gonzalez. Thanks for listening. Rosa de Castilla, tu enganchan cesashi, tu enganchan pundumen, Rosa de Castilla. Tanciar igual male para nuis pacaras como es florentí. Tanciar Celebrate the spirited storytelling, captivating cinematography, and artistic innovation of independent Arab cinema at the 12th Annual Arab Film Festival, which will run through October 28th at venues in San Francisco,